and then it was just, it was hard because I'm not very capable. I have MS. Mm -hmm. And so I'm supposed to be the one who can't do things. <laughs> we can't have two of us around. All right. That doesn't work. Okay. You know, we can have one of us who, you know, can't get up on the ladder because he might kill himself. Right. But, you know, so when you were, I remember being very frustrated, not with you, but just with, with everything. Like, Welcome to Diversity Dish, where we're dishing on everything diversity, equity, inclusion, and justice related. My name is Sidrola Maruska, and we're bridging the gap between what needs to be said and what needs to be heard. Those individual experiences that are often ignored or simply dismissed. Sometimes I'm dining alone, sometimes I'm dining with friends, and sometimes I'm dining a la carte. No matter how I'm dining, it promises to be delicious. Let's dig in. Hey, welcome to this very special episode of Diversity Dish, where I am talking to my family. It's the culmination of having had various breast cancer survivors on the show this month in order to bring more awareness to not just breast cancer, but how it affects different people differently and how different people come out on the other side. And since you've heard my story before, I thought it would be a good idea if you could hear from my family, my children, and my husband on how my breast cancer affected them them and their lives. As you know, as you may know, I was diagnosed on December 13th, 2017 with invasive lobular carcinoma, breast cancer. And for the most part of 2018, I went through active treatments. During that time, I was going through chemo, having a double mastectomy without reconstruction, and having radiation. My family was around. My family went through it with me. And so this is their perspective. We're going to start with my son, Vladimir. Hi, Vladimir, honey. I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your experience uh, as I was diagnosed and going through active treatments for breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Do you remember how old you were? No, I think I was, I think I was around 10, 10 or 11. And it was in seventh grade. And I, you know, usually people would like react like, oh my God, you know, it's like the worst thing in the world. But I think I reacted pretty calmly. I remember, I remember, um, I remember when I would tell my friends about it, like, oh yeah, my mom has cancer, like breast cancer and be like, oh, she'll, she'll, she'll push through. They'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I just, you know, I had a very subtle reaction when you first told me. I remember that. Yeah. Do you remember exactly what, how your reaction, what your reaction was? Well, I remember you, you told me, you're like, so, you know, you like, we all sit down, you know, you know, you, you asked in the room, you know, me and Zia, and we sat around the bed and you're like, okay, so mommy has breast cancer and we're going to do chemotherapy. And Zia's like, oh, mommy has breast cancer or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, we were just so calm about it. And I, I just felt like, you know, I don't know. It just didn't feel like, you know, the end of the world, how it would usually do for other people. Yeah. Like, oh my God, she has breast cancer, you know, you know, send prayers or anything. I just, I got, I kind of figured like, you know, oh, it's fine. She'll push through it. Okay. And that's how you felt? 
yes i guess that was kind of my reaction i had you know i was just very calm about it i didn't overreact or anything i didn't really you know i didn't i I wasn't going to make it a bigger problem than it was is kind of what i'm getting to right and i think mommy and daddy had a little bit to do with that because we didn't make it seem like it was a big problem we just kind of said so we need to tell you something Mm -hmm. and you know everything's going to be okay Mm -hmm. but mommy has breast cancer yeah so then when mommy started doing when I started doing chemotherapy Mm -hmm. and then I had to do well let's start with chemotherapy when I started doing chemotherapy Mm -hmm. did that affect you in any way did you think about it in any way did you notice anything I feel like once in a while I'd notice it like you'd be you know out of the mood out of like you know you know uh uh low energy you know moving around slower and I noticed that and I kind of just figured, you know, she's old or something, you know, <laughs> that's how I usually do. But, um, you know, I, I sort of noticed it, but it really didn't, it didn't affect me as yeah. much as it probably affected you or dad. Like you guys would notice it more because like, I'm, you know, talking to my friends, I'm always hanging out with my friends, but I, I would notice it. Right. It just wouldn't affect me probably as much as other people like you. Do you remember when my hair started to come out? Oh, that was the fun part. That was the that fun was the, part. <laughs> that was the fun part. Because when you were losing hair, we got to pull it out. It was like, it was like the coolest thing in the world. I remember that but um yeah that was the fun part we um I guess I didn't you know that that was because you were bald you know it was like a new look and everything yeah and you I think you already cut your hair before mm-hmm, then I did. like how it is now how mm-hmm. it was short and then you kind of kept it like that because it was just easier to manage yeah, yeah yeah and then when I did surgery so I went in for surgery and after surgery mm-hmm. do you remember I was uh, sleeping on the couch downstairs because mm-hmm. it was more comfortable I could I could manage my my movements better. Mm-hmm. Did, what were your thoughts during that time? Do I don't you... think I remember the surgeries. I don't remember. You know, I don't remember that much during chemo or anything. Because yeah. because you know, I kind of I kind of pushed it away. I guess I didn't really yeah. focus on it that much as people might focus on. You know, COVID. Like someone has COVID. Oh my God, they're COVID. Like I I just I just pushed it away. I didn't. You know, it's gonna be fine. It is what it is. You know, I kind of dealt with it in my own way in a different way that usually people would deal with it. Yeah. But I think, you know, I kind of just let you, you know, be in your own space and go through it. And, you know, you're always, you always have your family like me, Zia and daddy. And, you know, I just, you know, I guess it, it sort of affected me. Like I saw it, like, I was like, oh, I wish, you know, she would get better, you know, sooner or something, you know, it like, it sucked what you were going through and what uh, we all had to, you know, deal with. But I think the, the best part was that we got through it and you're still here, which is like the coolest thing ever. Like my mom is a cancer survivor. <laughs> I think the, I think the funniest part though is I forget sometimes that you went through cancer. Like I'm talking, I'm in a conversation with like my friends and they remember more than me. And I'm in conversations with my friends and I'm like, you know, oh yeah, my mom's cool. And they're like, oh yeah, and she's a cancer survivor too. I was like, she is, oh my gosh, she is, you're right. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I totally forget, you know, it's just, I guess it's just something I didn't focus on that much. Yeah. And I think that that was one of the things that we, daddy and I focused mm-hmm. on. We didn't want you or Zia to feel yeah. the pressure of it. So we kept things as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. And I guess it worked because. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally forgot. You know? <laughs> I think one of the biggest blessings though was how many people you reached out and not only didn't reach out, but also, you know, they came with food. We got, we had orders, we had people, you know, drop food by our house because you know they want you to like move around go grocery shopping and I think that was when I started to notice that our community of friends and family is just a blessing like really helpful like it was the you know it was I think it was just 
one of the coolest things to have is like friends and family that just whenever you're in a situation that you know and like they found out about it we had no idea like how far they went they they made they made food for us they gave us clothes they just they just did a lot for us and I think that was like that's something I'm going to remember for a while, you know, to make a strong society around you, you know? Yeah. Community. Yeah. To have that strong network mm-hmm. community of family mm-hmm. and friends. Yeah. And Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we got things from, we got things from family from far away yeah. and yeah. we got things from the community right mm-hmm. here where we are. So it was definitely, and that yeah. is something that daddy and I often talk mm-hmm. about as well, yeah. that what a blessing that was great and I I love how we try to you know participate in that by helping out other people who go through things that's also you know to to, you have to help out you you know the community helped us in that moment and we would always you know we'd always you know uh go to church you know bring service stuff you would do speeches we'd always you know help out the community the best we could yeah right so it's a give and take really Mm -hmm. and that's that's how the flow works yeah very beautiful thing very beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you can remember that you'd like to share about our journey with with cancer as you know i'm still you know i still take pills and Mm -hmm, and i still have to go get my shot i you know i forget that sometimes because you're like you know i gotta take my pill i gotta do this like oh for all right cancer cancer right all right you know know, to be honest sometimes i forget too yeah i know (laughs) it's just one of those things you know yeah. And, you know, I think, I think I just, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't make it a big deal. Cause I feel like if I was, you know, if I made it a big deal, then I would have stressed myself out yeah. with something that was not, you know, cause I mean, you know, you made it through it. You were one of the strongest yeah. people that I know you, you really pushed through it. And that was a beautiful thing just to see my mom do that and survive it. Like, oh my God, it was awesome. It was amazing. Wow. It was so cool to see. Wow. Thanks baby. <laughs> Well, it's good to know. Mm-hmm. It's good to hear mm-hmm, yeah. your your part. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. God, it's so fun. I'm gonna be part of a podcast now. So yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's here the day you've been waiting for. The registration for the Discovery Den cohort is now open. You can find the link in the show notes or you can go to Citrola maruska.com that uh, backslash work dash with dash Sadie and that's S-E-D-I-E what is the Discovery Den cohort it's a place where you get to connect with like-minded people and you get to dig further into the information that we share the Discovery Den cohort is where we're going to help you take those strengths that are yours we're going to help you identify your strengths take those strengths couple them with your passion and find exactly where you want to make or where you can make a laser focused difference so come on by sedrolamaruska.com backslash work dash with dash sadie or look in the show notes the link is there one of the things that my husband and I tried to do was to make sure that our lives didn't get disrupted too much. And as you can tell, Vladimir, who is the older of my two children, didn't really have much impact. It didn't have much impact on him. But Vladimir is also one of those kids who's very optimistic about most things and who tends to look on the bright side. And so I'm not surprised 
at his reaction. I'm not surprised that he didn't remember. I spent a lot of time with Vladimir during that time. Uh, we watched TV together. We joked. We we did different things together, and he was there to support me to help me get things and get things for me. He, he would often check in with me and say, how are you doing, mom? Are you doing okay? And he says, I hope you're feeling better today or you're feeling better soon. Um, I don't think he remembers all of that, but he was there and he was very present. But I think, like he said, he probably pushed it down because the alternative, of course, is to think that you're not going to have your mom around. And that's a very tough alternative. So then I had a conversation with my daughter. She is four and a half years younger than her brother. And I wanted to get her perspective on what she was going through, what she thought, what she was feeling. And so here she is, Anastasia. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about how you felt when mommy was going through cancer active treatments. Do you remember how old you were? I think I was seven. Yeah, I think you were six going on seven. Yeah. But when I was going through active treatments, you turned seven. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember when mommy told you, mommy and daddy told you that mommy had breast cancer? What you thought and what you felt? Well, I remember that we were in the kitchen and I came downstairs because you called Vlad and I. And you said that you had cancer and mm -hmm. I felt scared because I didn't want to lose my mom. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering how to treat it when that happened. Mm. You were wondering what we were going to do about it? Yeah. Oh, I remember that you and Vlad came down and when we told you, you looked at Vlad and Vlad was like, oh, it's okay. And so you were like, okay. <laughs> you just yeah. kind of went on. Yeah. Uh, I guess to go play Xbox or something. Yeah. And daddy and I looked at each other and we were like, oh, okay. Well. <laughs> so when you were watching mommy kind of go through the mm -hmm. treatments that she was going through, you know, I went through the radio, uh, the chemo first. Yep. How did you feel? What were you thinking? Tell us a little bit about what might have been going through your mind. Well, when we would visit you, I would be very excited to see you and you'd be tired. And we would always talk about what just happened because we would come like after they would do stuff. And I would. Are you talking about when I had my surgery? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we skipped chemo. <laughs> okay, go ahead and, and finish that part. Um, and you were talking to us and you said that they had surgery. We, you had surgery. And it would take a little bit of time for you to heal. Mm -hmm. And I thought, my mom's over cancer. Yay. <laughs> but then it wasn't over yeah I've, you know you'd like to think that it's out it's over over but then yeah. I had radiation after I had yeah. the surgery but when I was going through chemo because I did chemo before I did surgery yeah and you were here when I was here like I would go on Tuesdays but you guys went to school yeah we never changed the schedule right yeah 
you went to school, you came home, and some days um, it was every other Tuesday that I would go for chemo. Mm -hmm. And then I would get home, everybody would be home, but I would be what tired. Yeah. And so what how did you feel during that time? And what are some of the things that we did? We did a few things together during that time. Yeah, we were uh so you had this, you had the couch to yourself. Yeah. Your long couch. So we would watch movies and TV shows. And then later in the day, we would color and Mm -hmm. listen to music. And I thought it was a great bonding experience for us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I I really enjoyed doing that with you. Yeah. So how, so how did that make you feel? You know, watching mommy go through that, how did it make you feel? Well, I knew we were doing good because you were here and I was um, happy that the doctors were helping you and that, and I felt like that you were being gonna be okay you felt I was gonna be okay Mm -hmm. okay well you were right (laughs) (laughs) um what is the what was for you the maybe let's try the scariest thing and then the best thing um well the scariest thing probably was that when you were in your surgery I didn't know what was happening Mm -hmm. and what you would be like after mm-hmm. or what you know was going on mm-hmm. um but the happiest thing was that well you came out and you were good mm-hmm. um and that we got to spend all that time together yeah yeah we, got, we did we yeah. did spend a lot of time together because we spent a lot of time and those times mommy was in pain yeah when we would sit and we would color and we would have the candles and we would have the music, mm-hmm. you know, those were times that I will remember because you helped me to feel better because I was in pain those times. And I was yeah. trying to make sure that one, I didn't make you see that I was in a lot of pain, <laughs> but two, I was trying to just go through the pain, just kind of ground myself and Mm -hmm. be okay and and know that I have it's something that is gonna happen that I have to go through and that it's gonna be fine later yeah right is there anything else you would like for people to know about your experience in having a mom who had cancer and who is now pretty much okay yeah um one thing that was very different was that your hair uh uh, you lost your hair because of chemo so yeah. when I saw you with no hair I was surprised because I've never seen you with no hair mm-hmm. and it it didn't look bad but it looked different mm-hmm. so I was very shocked mm-hmm. on how people how different people look with no hair versus mm-hmm. how they do with hair well you know when you go into the chemo it's not just the hair on your head that comes off yeah. Right. You remember your eyebrows came off, your eyelashes came off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes your whole face look different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to color in my eyebrows and yeah. I had to put fake eyelashes, which I still do now because even at this, you know, these many years after chemo, yeah. I still don't have the lashes that I had before. Yeah. So yeah. And my eyebrows are tiny. And my eyebrows are not the same as also. <laughs> it, it changed everything. It changed yeah. a lot of things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? No. No? No. 
All right. Well, thank you so much, honey, for sharing your story with my my podcast <laughs> audience. Of course. <laughs> All right. Interestingly enough, it seems that my daughter had a clearer vision and recollection of what happened during the time that I was going through chemo and surgery and radiation. If you put the two stories together, my son and my daughter, you'll get a better rounded picture. But I think that my daughter had, um, she was a little bit clearer. And it might have been because she was a little younger. And so it might have impacted her a little bit harder because it was harder to make it clearer for her. My son, he probably was a little bit clearer about it. I remember when we told them both, my son said, oh, my friend's mom had breast cancer and she's fine. So you're going to be fine, mom. I don't know if you remember that, but I do remember that because it warmed my heart. And I was glad that the fear wasn't the first thing that he went to. So my daughter, as you can tell, she was younger and she did have some fear, but I think that the way that we kind of went through the days, like I said, we did a lot of coloring. We listened to music. We hung out a lot together, my daughter and me, during that time. And I think that that helped to make her feel more comfortable. And as I was getting better, we would spend a lot more time together uh, as I would, I would do what I could in order to just make it all seem okay. And now we're going to talk to my husband. Uh, I, I do believe that during the course of treatments, my husband and I had different conversations about different things, things that we were so grateful for and things that were frustrating me. But there are some things in here that I didn't know and that he's going to share. Uh, as you can tell, each one of us has a different personality. So my son is gregarious. My daughter is a little bit more reserved. And my husband, well, my husband is my husband. And you're going to see exactly what I mean in this uh, conversation that we had. It was, it was a good conversation for us to have. There were, um, there's a lot of laughter, but I think that's because we're on the other side and we can actually look at it and and laugh through it. Even though we did laugh during the time that I was going through my journey, my cancer journey, and I'm still going through my cancer journey. But now looking on the other side after active treatment and still nothing having shown up on any scans yet, we are so grateful. So here is my husband, Travis. Okay, so now we're here with my husband, Travis. Hi, honey. Hello. <laughs> How you doing? Good. Love you. <laughs> we just kissed. Yes. So what we're talking about. Don't get that on most interviews. <laughs> what we're talking about is. When I was diagnosed with cancer, so right. we were talking about cancer. Yeah, fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and how we... How, <laughs> how we lighten things up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were with me. 
Oh, we're just going right into it? Yes, we're going. I thought you were going to like give like a like an intro, like he's a professor of whatever. And, you know, like, am I not? A, don't you usually do that? We don't need all of that. <laughs> I'm just the husband? Is that all I am? <laughs> I thought there was going to be. I thought this would be professional. All right. No, that's fine. All right, let's get right to it. All right. So I'm sitting in the doctor's office so you with went, my wife. You went with me to the doctor's office. Yep. All right. Because I had two biopsies and yes. the doctor had said bring someone with you <laughs> and I said and I said oh okay and when I told you that you needed to come with me you said why do I need to go right because it was like why I mean why do I want to go to the doctor with you, you know? and I said because I don't know what the doctor's gonna tell me right it was ominous and you said okay yeah so you came with me to the doctor's office yeah. and uh and the doctor said you know it looks like you have invasive lobular carcinoma, yeah. which is breast cancer. Yeah. What were you thinking at the time? Everybody that listens to me on this podcast knows what I was thinking, but what were you thinking? Boy, um, it was bad news. I mean, my attention was on you at that point. Like, you know, what could I do for you? I could see you were getting pretty emotional. You know, how could I help you? No, and then there, and there was like, yeah, it's like, whoa, you know, cancer, you know, it's just so many things go with that. Like, you know, is this yeah. the end? Is this, you know, is this that conversation? And then, you know, you know, and all that stuff. Um, but she was very quick to say, if I recall, you know, we got it early. This is, you know, this isn't a death sentence. You know, she's very quick. Oh, I'm so glad that you remember because I don't remember right. anything that she said after she said that I had breast cancer. Well, she did have that look of death on her when she did it, you know, <laughs> but then she was also with, you know, but, you know, this, that, you know, all these possibilities, da, 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 this doesn't, you know. So I, I remember taking that into consideration, but I also remember you crying. And so that was where my attention went at that moment. Yeah. Because it was like, well, you know, I'm going to sit here and, you know, how is this going to affect me? You know, you were crying and, you know, obviously it was, you know, it was more about you at that point. Yeah. But then after, I mean, we talked about it for a briefly yeah. in the hall afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Do you remember? I do remember um, pausing in the hall because and, I was crying. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to go tell my parents. Right. Actually, we had to go different directions. I had to tell my parents too. And you had to go to work. Right. You, I had to go all the way over to yeah where Boston, i was working yeah. no i was going west and um you were going wherever you were going and so yeah yeah i don't remember what we said in the hallway though well what i remember is that i was you know i was crying no. because i was going towards i was going to go tell my parents i right. called work told them that i couldn't get there mm. and then i had to go get my blood drawn and then i was going to go straight to my parents house yeah to tell them yeah and you needed to go to to Paxton yeah. to Paxton yeah. you needed to go to work yeah and so you were going to tell your parents yeah and and I do recall breaking down when I told my parents I remember I was no way I could get it out without without breaking down a bit you know it was just you couldn't say that out loud by the way Sadie has cancer it was just you know you couldn't say it so I just I remember breaking down a little bit on the phone and of course they were all, it'll be okay. And I know I followed up with them, but they think, you know, we got a plan and this, you know, and you know, but, but you can't say that out loud without it, you know, affecting you. Right. Yeah. You never told me that. Uh, 
<laughs> so after after all of that, then there were all the scans the following day. I went in and I was there all day okay. doing scan after scan after scan. Yep. And then we left to go to Turks and Caicos. Right, right. And we had a fantastic time. Yep. And then we came back and it was off to the races. Do you remember that? We came back and had to go meet the oncologist. Um, okay. No, I, no, I don't remember. Did we do this stuff together? Or did you have to do this? You came with me. I came meet, with you. Okay. To meet uh, Dr. Peppercorn. That's when, yeah, I remember him. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. and then, and then you also came with me for the first infusion. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, it was very interesting because uh, Jen, who was my nurse for at least five of my infusions, the first infusion, she was waiting for a patient and mm -hmm. they told her that the patient was a woman over 50 that she was going to be seeing. And then- Are you gonna brag about how young you look again? Is that what you're about to do? This is, but it was this is funny because I came in with you. <laughs> right. And we went- but He into, looks over 50, but I don't know who's <laughs> with her. What the hell, who's that, you know? And we, we went into the room and Jen said to me, and she told me this later. She didn't tell me that, of course, that same day. Right. But she told me, and she said, she said, so, you know, someone said, oh, your patient is here. And she said, I'd seen you come in. And she mm -hmm. said, and, and someone said, your patient is here. Yeah. She said, well, no, my patient's over 50. <laughs> <laughs> See, she was building up to brag about how young she looks, right? Right, all right. But I was, you know, but it was indicative of some of the conversations that we had during the time that I was going in for chemo. We as in you and I, or we as in me and the nurses. Oh, okay, you and the we nurses. had several different conversations. Right. Um, but I'd like for you to tell me, mm -hmm. or us. Okay. Um, during the time that I was going through chemo, and there wasn't very much that I could do. Right how how does that affect you because i think that that's what's most important i think people think that cancer tends to affect the person who has it but what i'm trying i think to it does well only right. but the person but i want to bring out how it affects those who are closest to them or right around them right so there's the whole mortality thing i recall having a conversation with a close friend of mine well laughing i don't know yeah in an interview mm -hmm. um that this was there was so much uncertainty now this close friend of mine had a mother who passed away from cancer and it was one of those things where it was there and then went away and it came back and so there was this idea of this could be with us for the rest of our lives this could be the end not now but five years from now you know like like we could never be free of it ah you know kind of thing yeah and i think i got over that pretty quickly because we were moving forward and I don't know, I don't remember, you know, dwelling on, but I do remember that moment where I was like, oh my God, you know? Um, and then it was just, it was hard because I'm not very capable. I have MS. Mm -hmm. And so I'm supposed to be the one who can't do things. <laughs> we can't have two of us around. All right. That doesn't work. Okay. You know, we can have one of us who, you know, can't get up on the ladder because he might kill himself. Right. But you know, so when you were, I remember being very frustrated, not with you, but just with, with everything, like, 
Oh, you know. I remember we had that conversation. And, you know, and, and, and I think about that as well, because I thought to myself the same thing. I'm supposed to be the healthy one. Right. I'm supposed to be the one who's supposed to be. That was our to- deal. And you, <laughs> you totally messed it up. All right. Just for the record. Right. To right. Pick up- totally messed it up. All right. Just to kind of be here to pick up the slack where you can. Right. And, and now I was right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just very stressful semester. That was the spring of 18. Yeah. I mean, and, and for, you know, I say semester because I teach college. And so there's the sort of ebb and flow to it. And so you build up in the midterms, kind of from the midterms to the finals are the most stressful time because, you know, you've gotten past all the introductions and, and now there's grading and there's major assignments. Mm-hmm. And it timed so that your surgery, yeah. well, your, your uh, double mastectomy mm-hmm. came right during finals week, if I recall. It was May 1st, yeah. Yeah. And so it was just like, you know, oh, you know, I got to, you know, get this final ready and I got to grade all these final projects. Oh, my wife's going to have her breast cut off. And, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> and I remember saying, you know, I was literally logging it into my head that week. Like, that's how it was all going to play out. And I was like, wait a second, you know, one of those things stands out. And, 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 and then, and I remember you through the party, which was the, the boob voyage, you had a party because you were gonna, you know, yeah. and it was really stressful for me. I mean, I was just like, how can we be celebrating this right now? <laughs> and you had all these people over and they're our friends and I was happy to see them. But I ended up just going out on the back deck and talking to one or two people. Cause I was just like, I can't be in this right now. It was just a very stressful week for me. And, and I didn't want to, you know, part, be a party pooper either. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was stressful. It was a really stressful time. Yeah. Um, cause it was a, even, you know, getting past the whole mortality thing. It was just, it was just a major change in our lives. Yeah. Uh, it felt like anyway. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was, Yeah. it was. And I was in the hospital for a couple of days, actually, cause the doctor kept me an extra day cause I had to have a blood transfusion, okay. um, which meant that you were home with the kids right who were six well seven so yeah but you do that to seven. me all the time anyway you always leave me home with the kids you know that's not hey true. i'm going to manhattan for a few days <laughs> i told you yeah, i said well, i was once in a while hey, sure, going but away I'll... with my sisters hey see you. i also take them away <laughs> with me no okay occasionally yeah that's <laughs> so yeah so that was that was stressful yep. I, I felt that i needed to have that boob voyage because i was getting rid of a major part of my body that yes, I've always, noticed yeah. always been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a, it was kind of a closing chapter. Mm. All right. There. No, I wasn't going to take it away from you. I was just like, Oh my God, it's just, it was so much at once, but yeah. Yeah. Mostly because of school. Well, yeah. Yeah. We had a lot of help. We did. There were a lot of people in our community who were bringing meals for us and helping out. Yes. You're right. So and people was, were taking you to for infusions. Yeah. Um, so no, I, it's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Thank you. All of you who are listening. Thank you. <laughs> but, but, but beyond that, I mean, beyond that stressful period. So after that was summer. Mm-hmm. So during the summer, you know, cause I had my surgery on May 1st and then, right, so but then you were doing um, radiation. I was doing radiation. I had to get up in the morning and go do radiation and then go yep. to work. Mm, oh right you're still working right yeah I was um go in the morning go to work um five days a week for six weeks I think Mm. was okay yeah 
don't quite remember, but I think it was six weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, that sounds right. But all this time, you know, what's going through your mind? Over the summer now. Yeah. After well, all of that stressful period, then we're just kind of coasting into the, well, the yeah. coming think, into the end of the. Well, I think the summer was a little easier because you, I mean, the, the, the radiation didn't affect you the same way that the infusions, the, uh, the yeah. chemo did. Mm-hmm. So you were more capable um, and I was less worried about you. And I think there was sort of more of a light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. I don't know. I don't remember much about that summer. I think we got to North Dakota at one point. We did. I don't remember when exactly. We did after I had my, my last, after I had. In in August, like at the end of the year, end of the summer. End of July. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds right. We probably didn't do much more than that. Um, We certainly didn't take another major trip or anything. I went to florida you did you got away to florida and saw your family which was great yeah i mean it was just summer and and we were just kind of doing our things I, the kids were probably doing plays and and uh yeah summer yeah, probably you know and, and we were running them around but you were you were more capable at that point and i don't know you know they say the whole the whole new normal thing and so you just kind of go okay well this is the new normal you know and and um and our normal is not that bad i mean i know people have had different normals you know sure so yeah so i think uh i think the summer was easier than the spring yeah much easier did it ever come to your mind that you'd lost aunt paula to breast cancer and that that was a very real possibility sure yeah that was the mortality thing right away Mm -hmm. i mean and it, it wasn't just my aunt um you know i miss her very much but um also just people in, in general you know the cancer is you know can be right. you know it's this thing that's always been um a uh you know a, a, it's, an it's uncertain word that you don't want right to there's because... you know i mean some people can talk about it you know and, and and that was one thing that i recall that that people i think that um there was i forget exactly but but we had this conversation where all of a sudden you realize a lot of people had had cancer and had gotten through it Mm-hmm. Like, you know, oh, cancer. Yeah, I had that when I was 40, whatever, you know, and then, you know, I did this, the death, and I got through it, and, you know, and you're like, oh, well, that's also right. that's a possibility, other, right. you know, because you're so used to assuming the worst. Um, but that is where you go first. You first, you go to the worst, and then, you know, you hopefully gain optimism as you move forward and you hear other stories. Um, and our story, unfortunately, has been a good one. Yeah. Know? So I also spoke to the kids. Mm-hmm. And just like you, mm-hmm. each child's personality came through. Oh. So it's going to be very interesting uh, when we put this all together, yeah. like what people are going to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they're, Exposed. They're going to wonder, how do these people all live together? <laughs> I'm sure. We don't. We live, we live apart uh, in the same house. Zia's recollection, of course. Is she how was, was she? She was six. Oh. She, she was six. She was Six going on seven when we started yeah. and seven by the time I ended. Right. And Vlad was 11. That sounds right. And uh, they both had, you know, pretty good recollections of, of different things. And they both had their, their way of expressing, you know, how they felt. Um, but one thing that Vlad said was that he never felt worried. Hmm. And I said to him, I said, well, I think that that's because daddy and I, we didn't want you 
to sure. worry. Well, we didn't talk about it too. I don't think we talked about it in front of the kids very much. Well, I mean, we had a conversation in the beginning, right? But once that happened, it was sort of like I remember we were sitting in front of the. You were in front of the TV. And we were in the kitchen and you were like pulling the, your hair out by clumps and it's like, Hey, I'm pulling my hair out. And you know, and the kids, you know, were all like, Oh, all right. Well, Vlad was Vlad talked about that. Oh, okay. He yeah. Said, oh yeah. I remember that. Well, you that don't, you don't forget that, you know, that stands out. <laughs> it was always kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, I remember not liking that. I didn't like that at all because that was very real. Yeah. But I didn't say anything. I was like, Oh, all right. You need a, you need a bag or anything. You're just gonna pull all your hair out while you're sitting there in front of the TV. Which I didn't do. No, you. I did go upstairs. I went upstairs and I pulled as much as I could out, and then I shaved the rest. Okay. Right. Yeah, because I had to go to work the next day. Right. Well, once you do that, (laughs) and I shaved my head at one point, which wasn't hard to do. There's not much to shave, but (laughs) I did use a razor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so he he thought about that, but I thought it was pretty um, interesting. It was pretty pretty telling that he said that he didn't think about it much mm-hmm. um, i'm glad we did we did talk about me going to chemo you yeah know, it well was, it was a scheduling a secret. it was a scheduling you know you had to yeah. figure it out yeah but and you were not i mean you were in bed a lot after chemo i was in bed a lot right and so they understood mommy goes to chemo mommy lays in bed right you know right yeah. she's tired she's not feeling well yep you know and all those things yeah mm-hmm. so is there anything extra anything more maybe that I didn't ask you that you might want to say to others who are going through this as this, family this is okay yeah you actually have to put on your maybe professor hat right now I, 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 I hope know. not <laughs> um no I you know that's a big burden to, to talk to people who you know who are going through this um because each situation is different yeah and as you know, I kind of have a try to have a detached approach to life, yes. which annoys you a lot. Sometimes <laughs> the idea that nothing we have is something we really have mm-hmm. and it's all going to be taken away at some point. And mm-hmm. so we have to find something that's more real. And I think that comes within. And so I fall back on that a lot. Not that I, not that I immediately detached from you when I heard this news. That's not my point. Um, boy, what am I building up to here? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through it. So I think it's important to grow close, to be close during this time, obviously, to be aware of what each other needs, because it's very easy to be more concerned with what your needs are. I had to, you know, but my, I think I, I recall my priority was you. I mean, it's like, I mean, whatever you needed, obviously. Well, sure. I mean, at one point you said, you know, I think the first idea was that you were going to have reconstruction, re- reconstructive surgery. Yes. And then at one point you said, can I not do that? Because I really don't want to go through surgery again. And my, I was like, of course, I mean, you know, whatever, you right. know, I'm not going to say you need to do that for my needs. So yeah, I think um, being there for each other, I guess that's, just, I can't, there's no way I can say this without being corny or, or a cliche or something, <laughs> you know, everything that comes to my mind is a cliche, you know, right. be there for each other, stay optimistic. But these are very real things. And sometimes maybe your voice will resonate with someone that saying the same thing that someone else has said. Uh, so yeah there you go well and then so well but also allow yourself 
the idea that it sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's okay to say it sucks. Right. Exactly. And, you know, and not, you know, because I, I think I recall those days too, like this sucks. Yeah. And the crazy thing was we were going through this right after we lost a close friend. You probably talked about this. Yeah. We lost a close friend to cancer. cancer yeah. And then in the middle of it, you're another close friend of ours was diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. And so we had this weird situation where two of my close friends Two of my close friends had either lost their wife to cancer or were just going through cancer right, so at the same time. Yeah, and we were all like this, sucks, yeah, very, you know, and very... you know, just allow yourself that. Um, so at the same time, yes, optimism, you know, be close, but you can say this, I can't, I can't swear. This sucks. Fucking sucks. Yeah, you know? Um, and, Absolutely. and you have to allow yourself that no matter what it is uh life is just as good as it is bad and vice versa you know that's very yeah. true yeah i yeah. you know and i and i do say that i share that all the time that it's important to know and, and it's also the same when i'm talking about diversity equity and inclusion mm. you know it's hard it's not easy it's not an easy thing we didn't get here we didn't right. you know get here <laughs> because it was you know nobody wants to talk about race nobody wants to talk about this he's not talking about and nobody wants to just they'll sweep it under the rug you yeah. know yeah and even when it's not directed directly at someone they still feel like you're slighted right and so you yeah. know it's the same thing it's kind of like you go through the suck mm -hmm. it sucks yeah but when you get on the other side how does it feel? Yeah. No, that's, I just had a conversation mm -hmm. with my class, my freshman class at my college about race. And it was like the most uncomfortable hour and 15 minutes you could imagine, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to say anything. It's a relatively mixed group. So, you know, everyone's afraid they're going to offend each other, you know? And the only thing that I took from it was like, I hope, I mean, they took something later on afterwards right. from, from what little was shared, you know? Um, and there were some things shared and, you know, we'd had a reading and we were trying to reflect on the reading. I don't know how many of them did the reading off of the old <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but that you come out of that at least with, you know, you've gone through an uncomfortable experience, but you've exposed yourself to a different point of view. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we've gone through an uncomfortable experience, but right. we're exposed now, but we sure. also went through kind of an uncomfortable experience when you were mm -hmm. diagnosed with MS um because. i recall that being uncomfortable yes <laughs> because, i agree and we had to we had a a, a learning curve we had to read mm -hmm. and learn and and understand that everybody's ms story yeah. is well different. yeah and it's progressive i mean so in some ways i'm like you know i'm often jealous of you or you're like you know god you're just going to go through with it and, you know and my disease is still progressing you know <laughs> what the hell but you know that that's not true because no. You know, when you have cancer, like you yes, said in the beginning, I know right? you're you right. Said in the beginning, you're right. It's, you're right. It's always there in the back of your mind, and mm -hmm. it's always a possibility that it may come, come back. Right. Yeah. But I don't know what's worse. Oh, see, I don't want to get all nasty now. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. No. All right. <laughs> all right. Never mind. Well, you know what, Annie? Thank you so much for sharing. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Know. Unless you have something else. No, I don't. I mean, you've you've bragged about. It. I went an hour and a half with my guest. Blah 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 blah. And I'm, you but know. you know, I have you. Oh, you got the kids. Smush us all together. And then I have me. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. We didn't mean to keep you. Oh, you want to take up all the time? No. I'm all right. <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. With thank me. you. I appreciate it. Mwah. I appreciate you. Yeah. I love you. Love you too. And uh, hopefully, you know, someone will get something from it. I guess so. Where he's hoping. 
Hey, did you enjoy that episode? If so, please leave a review. It would mean the world, but only if it's a good one and you really did enjoy it. In which case, it would be awesome if you help support my work over at Patreon. The link is in the show notes. See you soon.